Time to start the show. The Good Life with BT. It's Nicole. Welcome to the Good Life. <laughs> you are now listening to the Good Life Podcast. <laughs> You are now listening to the Good Life Podcast. Happy Podcast Day, Mr. Spicoli. What's up, dude? Dude, fired up and ready to podcast, man. I'm ready to do this. There's a dude that I've been wanting to talk to for a hot minute, but he's so busy. He's busy. He's writing. He's putting out songs. He's touring. He's making the ladies go crazy. MC Gringo. So glad you're here, man. (laughs) What's up, man? What's good, y'all? Hey, I'm incredibly happy to be here, man. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've known about y'all's podcast for a little while. And Spicoli, I've been following you for a long time. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank y'all for having me. So I got to talk about this. Your song has been blowing up. Spend time. Yeah, it's going crazy, man. At least for me, for as far as my, my career goes, this is the, this is nuts for me. So everybody wants to know who's the girl, who's the girl you're talking about. (laughs) I can't tell y'all, man. You know, I can't tell y'all. Bro, straight up. So the other night I told my wife you were coming on. And she goes, who's that? And I just played that song. And then she was over on the couch and she was just oh, yeah. like, who is this? And I was like, yeah, it's a guy coming on. He's, I think you, you used to be from Omaha. Yeah, right? I, well, I was based. I, I lived in Omaha for short periods of time, but that's where I did like all of my shows for a real long time. Yeah, that's super catchy song, dude. My God, that's very, very well written, dude. Good job on that one. Man, I got pretty lucky with it, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm an okay guitarist and an okay singer, but for some reason that song just came together and felt right, man. So I got lucky with it. So tell us how it came to be. Where were you sitting? How did it just come out of you? Cause your, your body is a vessel and just, it just came out of you. Tell us about the process. What's crazy, bro, is when, when I was a kid, when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I used to play guitar and sing and do cover songs at coffee shops or bars, wherever would let me. And then I got into rap music and I just started rapping and I quit playing guitar. I pick it up like once a year and just mess around with it. But I don't I don't play every day or anything. And then a few months ago, I just got a wild hair and I'm like, I should try to just write a song with just the guitar, not make a beat for it or nothing. And so I sat down and I just I don't know, I, I started playing those four basic chords. And then um, the melody came to me that first line spent time in the Beverly Hills. And I, and I, it's a true story. Like I actually, when I was 18, I went out there, I stayed with a songwriter who's a really big uh, songwriter who's written like a ton of number ones and stuff. At, at, at that point in his career, he was just kind of starting out and had written for a few big artists, but now uh, he's written for everybody, man. For, he, he's a sign or he was signed to Dr. Luke's label, prescription recordings and stuff like that. So I stayed out there with him and uh spent time out there he actually lived in hollywood but i spent time in that whole area around there but man so yeah i i came up with that first line spent time in the beverly hills and i just tried to recreate that feeling of being out there being 18 years old being broke but being around all this super cool stuff and you know what i mean and it, it just came out man that song wrote itself you know kinda. what i love about that song dude it's it's and, and this is why it's so good dude is because that court you start out with the chorus, but this, the whole song is a story, and the way that verse just plays back into the chorus is incredible, dude. Like yeah. you did a really, really good job of writing it. Like it's almost like people know it's coming, and they're like, "What?" Happened? You know, it's it's just very well written, dude. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, well, and when it when it came to the second to the second chorus, I was like, um. I was just, I was trying to figure out how to connect them. You know what I mean? And and so I just, I painted the picture, and and that's not 
it's really not like, ver- it's not true to the story. You know, it's not like I turned on the TV, but I just, I, I started seeing social media posts and stuff. But in the song, I can't be like, when I looked at her Instagram, it said, you know what I mean? It, it just wouldn't <laughs> right. have sounded good. So I tried to paint a better picture in that way. But thank you, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all like it. All right. So I got to follow up. If, if you don't tell us who the girl is, then what was the piece of shit yeah. car? Uh, I don't even, it was probably like a Chevy Malibu or something like that. I, I drive don't know. a Chevy Malibu, it was a she- dude. I'm just kidding. It was I don't, a, I don't, man. It wasn't a new one. It could have. It could have also been an Impala. I know it was a Chevy, but I don't remember what exact. Don't model. buy GM. You know. You know who it reminds me of a little bit, man. Do you guys remember that song by Flipside called "Someday"? Do you remember that song? Uh, can you sing it? A little, like a line of it? Yeah. Throwback. Do you guys remember this one? Thanks. It's been Hold a hot on. Minute. Come on, hurry and get to the point. I'm probably gonna have to cut this out of the podcast, but we'll see. I noticed, yeah. yeah, I think I noticed. That's the vibe it gave me the first okay, time I heard okay. it. I was, that's why, like, when you said, like, it's a simple four guitar chords and all that, and it's like, yeah, it is, man, but it's the cadence of it, dude. It's the way that it just keeps going, it, and that's that's the magic it, of it, man, for sure. And that's how the greatest songs always are, man. Like, the greatest songs, you could almost be saying anything, and it's going to sound good, you know? And if you're telling a dope story on top of that, then that just adds yeah. to it, but... Yeah, what you did with this song is terrific, dude. It really just put put you on a whole different level. And I think what I remember, because I've been following you for years. Did I did I hear you say at the beginning of the year you wanted to put out a song a day? Uh, not a song a day. I, well, my okay. a buddy of mine who's like a little bit more successful further along in his career, I hit him up and I had like this game plan of like, this is how I'm going to release music. And I hit him up and I'm like, what do you think of this? And he's like, bro, he's like, stop overthinking it. He's like, if I could see you put out a hundred songs this year, I'd love to see that. Just put it all out. And if something, you know, when something's, and it just so happens that the first song I put out this year kind of stuck and it's, <laughs> it's been good ever since. That definitely helps the, that definitely helps boost morale for the rest of the year. Does that you know? make you want to do more in that style or what? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I'm a, I'm a, before I even release uh spent time I'm I'm sitting on about 6 or 7 songs uh that are like si- either either just like that or similar to that you know so a lot of them have a little bit more piano some of them have like a bass guitar in them but uh but they're all kind of that acoustic I don't even know what what genre would y'all call that I don't know and that's why it's good dude <laughs> that's <laughs> Okay why, I, okay that's why I, I like that. it I, I don't it's Gringo's yeah, own genre yeah, it's, it's like when I first heard it, I was like, "This sounds like something Mod Son could do, or something like that, maybe." And then I like yeah, Mod Son, he's yeah. Dope. And then I was like, "I was like, maybe a little MGK ish." And then it starts going, and I'm like, "No, dude, this is nothing like them because it's still got it's got more of the yeah. hip hop vibe." Do you know what I mean? Than the pop vibe, and which is we, which is weird because when I wrote it, I was like, "This isn't hip hop at all." And then I start posting it, and people are like dang like you're a great rapper and i'm like this isn't even like you know what i mean like, i remember mod used to strictly rap dude and then i think he started switching his style up where he was singing more and then it was pulling people in and then going back to the rap a little bit more too so i think it's more one of those things it's like hey i got this talent too and people like that diversity man so i think it's it's super cool oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you can a lot of people I know a lot of rappers who are amazing rappers, but I wouldn't even and I'm not saying like, oh, they're not musicians because it's rap. Like I rap is my favorite form of music. I res- the people I respect the most are simply rap, like just rappers usually. But 
uh, when you can marry the music to that rapping, it creates a whole different energy for people to connect to, you know? And I think, I think Mod Sun's really good at that. I think like growing up, I like Swayze yeah. a lot. Like when I was like a teenager and stuff, I think uh, him and Cisco Adler did that very well. Um, people who do that really well, it just, it connects different. Yeah. What I, what I like about gringo, like you, so you started in Nebraska and I remember when at my last, at my rock station, you would be opening up for, I think it was like AP and surreal and noise way yeah, and you yeah. get on those shows and you'd hit the stage and you have your own style and you had your own energy and always felt like you were flowing and just having the best time. Like when I see, when I remember those memories, I just think like you're just up, up there having the, getting the crowd going wild, having fun with it. Tell us how far you've advanced from like where you were in Nebraska to where you are now in Texas. Oh man, it really and really it's been the last few years. I mean, every, year after year, I always improve because I never stopped doing this. I ke- I kept gaining experience. But honestly, man, um, since being a kid, number one, I thought that I was way better than I was, and I was good. There was something there, but it needed to be refined, you know. But you, everybody know when you're. 1920 you think like you think you're invincible you know what I mean so that's how I felt at least and then in the last few years bro really what it was man was um I kind of got taken under the wing of baby bash the he made sugar sugar back in the day cyclone you probably um so I got taken under his wing and I learned a lot from him not even just like he gave me some opportunities and those helped me a lot but just being around him and seeing him and seeing his shows and seeing how he doesn't go out there and scream and jump around. Like he goes out there, but he commands the crowd in a different way. And I started because that jumping and screaming and having the time of your life is cool, but it's not sustainable, especially in a venue with 3000 people out there, you know? So um, I learned a lot just from watching him and just, uh, and just seeing how he can command large groups of people without, uh, putting out like exerting too much energy, you know, and so that's helped my live show a lot. And just there's a lot of legends like like down here in Texas, especially that I've been lucky to like work around and with. And like I said, just watch. And they've just they've helped me understand it on a whole different level. You know what I mean? For sure. I remember. So I used to do hip hop back, you know, long time ago. And then I moved down to Texas. What'd you go by? Uh, sarcastic when I first started. And then I just went by name David. Where, Taylor. Where'd you move to in Texas? Uh, so I was in the army. So I was down in Colleen. Oh, so, okay, okay, like, cool. Down cool. in Texas, when I got there, the scene's a lot different, right? That's more of the selling the the mixtapes out of the trunks, and you go to a gas yeah, station. I didn't came down. Yeah, people are selling air fresheners <laughs> yeah. with their faces on them, and you're not, you know, you're pumping gas, and you you get approached oh. by three or four dudes like, hey. Buy this mixtape. I'll take yeah. one. I'll take yeah, two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, whatever, whatever, man. Just get away from me. Like, <laughs> and and then, and then they're out here like, yeah, I sold a hundred thousand mixtapes this yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, because no one wanted to get shot this yeah. month, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. You've done work with like Paul Wall. Tell us about that. Man, that was through Bash. So uh, Baby Bash and Paul Wall are super good friends. They have like a duo together called The Legalizers and they've done mixtapes. And then um, I first met Bash and he started inviting me to the studio and stuff. It's actually a crazy story because he started inviting me to the studio for sessions here and there. And one day he invites me to the studio and it's like an hour drive from me. So I'm driving and I'm on the phone with my mom to pass time. And she's like, so what are you going to the studio to do? And I told her, I said, um, you never know with Bash. I said, I could just be going to just chill, you know, help out with the song, maybe, maybe not. Or I could be going to do a song with Paul Wall. I said, you don't know until you get there. 
And I pull up and Paul Wall's red Cadillac is sitting out front the studio. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And I go inside and we chill for a minute. And then Bash is like, all right, man, um, Gringo, I think me, you and Paul are going to make a song today. Let's go pick out a beat or whatever. And so we go into the studio. It's Bruce Bang is the producer who runs that studio. iMix is the studio. And uh, Bruce Bang played the first beat. And we all three just kind of look at each other like this one sounds good. And um, yeah, from there, I think I don't remember if Bash or Paul Wall had the concept for it. But Paul Wall laid the hook down. And then me and Paul Wall went out into the hallway. And uh, we both like were on opposite end of the, ends of the hallway, like writing our verse on our phone while Bash laid down his verse in the studio. And then we just went in there and laid it down, man. It was, it was the whole process probably took like 45 minutes, maybe an hour or something like that. But it felt like, man, I, it felt like when I came out of that studio session, I felt like I had lived a whole new life or something, you know, like it, it was amazing. And then and then the, the cherry on top was we made this song. I already felt on top of the world. This was amazing. And then a uh, couple weeks later, I get a call from Bash and he's like, um, you know, what are you doing? Whatever date. And I'm like, nothing. You know what's up? He's like, we're shooting a video for Smoke Bigger Go Home. And I'm like, oh, shit, a video, too. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, bro. The video was at a skyscraper downtown in Houston at this really these really badass apartments. I guess somebody they knew uh, somebody they knew lived there. And so, I, yeah, we just had a little kickback in there and shot the video. I don't, it was the most surreal experience of my life. So you're man. down in Houston then. That makes mm-hmm. sense. When you started talking. So, yeah, when, when he started talking, I immediately started saying names. I was like, I bet he's in the Houston area. So Nicole, yeah, the, Houston, the rap yeah. game down there, dude, is completely different. It is it's, it's yeah night and day dude i've been following gringo forever though i've been following True. him and like when he made that move i was like oh what's what's he gonna get into now and i saw that he worked with paul wall baby bash and i'm like he's just doing some really cool different things and i'm like not that i wanted you to leave nebraska but the fact that you left and you're like making a name and you're leaving your own legacy down there and you're working with people that i really respect i love following you and seeing what you're doing man you're just constantly making moves and being around creative people and it gets this kind of stuff out of you that i I think is super cool you've grown so much oh yeah thank you yeah thank you man and you always have and you've always supported i like i always like even if we don't talk for a while i always see you know that you like my post or you know something like just little stuff like that that i know you're still supporting and stuff so i appreciate that bro thank you so do you do you know uh i've got a friend i know it's not really Austin or um, houston he's down in san antonio he's from uh omaha his name's minus do you know him yeah i i know him um i know yeah and i believe he knows he also knows a um he, well, I say promoter. Now he's a manager. There's a manager up in um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area named Smooth Vega. And I started seeing Minus kind of. And then I figured out that he was friends with that same promoter and stuff. So we've talked a little bit. Uh, we haven't like I'm not like super tight with him or nothing, but we've definitely spoken. And I've seen his, his videos are all top, top notch. Yeah. His verses are all solid. He's a dope I remember dude. Yeah. I was in a studio with him the first time he ever recorded anything. when We were in high school, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so where are you? You're from. What's that? You're from. Omaha? Yeah, I, I went to Bellevue East when I when I moved here. I moved to Bellevue. Okay, yeah. cool. So then I was like, um, like Zach Gator. You know, all those dudes, that's who I kind of kicked it with, Gator and uh, uh, Mike, okay. all those kind of boys. So, Jim, I, Jim oh, I know, all I, those dudes. I, don't, I think Gator might have been a little bit ahead of my time, but I'm a huge fan of St. Mike, and I know who Jamaz is, too. So, I know two out yeah, of them yeah, three I, for sure. We could, we could probably go back and forth all day and drop names. Like, oh, yeah, Surreal Surreal's the one that we both know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the oh, that's the OG. <laughs> that, that was my yep. first DJ, yeah. That was my the first guy 
And, and, and he set the bar so high, dog. Like, my first show was at Sokol Underground, my first show in Omaha. And Surreal was the DJ, and the set was going good. And this man, like, got up on the table, like, behind his back, started scratching and stuff. I'm like, bro. I'm like, this. And then I just thought that's what DJs did. So then I go to my next show, and the DJ's just standing there like this. I'm like, man, this guy sucks, you know? Dude, did you hear it? What he man. said at the OEAs when he was going up there? You uh-uh. didn't see the video uh-uh. of that? Uh-uh. Dude, I have you died. I didn't know. I didn't know. I saw he won he one, did. but I didn't know there was any videos. He won the outstanding DJ, and he's running across stage to get his award. And this dude goes up to the mic and says, sorry, I was late. I was in the bathroom doing a bump. <laughs> dude, that's a hey! real thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane that's beautiful yeah that is the most surreal thing that's on brand oh, that's so great. on brand <laughs> yep as advertised surreal he he's a legend and that was like the first time when i think the first time i saw you was at the waiting room and it was with those dudes and uh you just put on a really good show let me ask you this though like you're super independent are you open to signing to a deal if it, if the opportunity arose or do you like that independent so i at this point bro like i'm 29 years old and i just feel like I'm at the point now where I've spent so long building brick by brick that it's like any de- the deal's not going to make sense for me. I've put I've got I put too much time into you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying I would be completely opposed I'll never sign a deal because if a good one comes along, I'm open minded to it. I just don't think it's like I've been offered a couple deals like like a few years ago I had a a producer who's like a pretty big producer been a part of a lot of really really big records with big artists and stuff and I start working with him for like a year and we 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 put together like 20 songs together or something like that maybe like 10 really good songs and then he sent the deal and like I just start going over it and I'm just like this makes no fucking sense <laughs> like this is you know what I mean like it was and then and so, and, uh, so that kind of like fell through or whatever. And and then when I went to go try to negotiate it, he was like, no, it's this or nothing. And I'm like, all right, fuck this right. shit then. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, and then since then I start realizing though, like, I, I don't think that it was him being malicious or something. I think that that's just how these deals work and it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'm not saying I'm completely opposed to it. And I do, I drop records through, uh, Baby Bash's label and stuff. I've got some singles out through him. So I'm not like no super anti-label. It just doesn't make sense most of the time. You know what I mean? We'll be back after a quick break. The Good Life Podcast with DT and Spicoli, proud to be partnered up with Sharp Painting. Over 16 years experience and family owned for three. Put trusted hands on your interior and exterior painting needs. With summertime around the corner, have Sharp power wash your deck, stain your fence, and get 10% off. Now's the time to get outdoor ready. Sharp Painting. Reach out to them on Facebook for a bid. Sharp Painting LLC. That's S-C-H-A-R-F-F Painting LLC. Or Sharp Painting painting at gmail.com you can also call 402-637-9342 makes sense man you're probably the first person to come on that said they aren't signing one and then doesn't have the horror stories though everybody else has the horror you know like Right. Well, well, here's the thing. So if spent time blows up and gets millions and millions and millions of streams, then a la- then a label's going to come and they're going to give me an offer worth entertaining. But it's I'm at that point, I can I already know how to go tour. I already know how to make my own merch. I'm, I'm friends with the people in Houston who make the highest quality custom clothes and stuff like that. So it's like 
I know all the people I need to know. What I'm missing right now is just the money to do my, to, to carry my ideas out. But if I could go tour and make even a couple hundred thousand a year or something, that would give me enough money to bring my ideas to life. And you know, and I'm getting close to that point now, but I just, you know, like, uh, if spent time did millions of streams and stuff, then that would take away my need for the label, you know, like, and I have friends who have signed the labels and that's what they, they've done like one off deals with labels for singles. And they'll say like, I do this one off deal with the label and then the label comes to me and they say, we need you posting on TikTok three times a day, this and that. And the artist is like, well, I didn't need a label to make me post on TikTok. Like the point, <laughs> the point is like, what can y'all do that I can't yeah. do? Like telling me, right. telling me to, to get my fan base together and make it go viral. Like I could do that without the label, you know? So, um, <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense a lot of times. There is some times where it definitely does though. It's, yeah, it's almost like they're making you sign something to make you do what you're already doing. It's like, well, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think they can take you to the next level. And I think if you want to be a certain caliber of artist, you need to, you need to, um, you know, like tie your rope on with another, with a company that's big like that. I, I do believe that, but it's just like, I don't believe that you have to do that to be successful or to make money. I like, I don't think I'm ever going to be Justin Bieber. You know what I'm saying? But to be Justin Bieber, you're going to need a label like that. But I like, that's not what I'm trying to be, I guess is what I'm saying. You know? Right. And I heard you say that in that song when you were, okay. So tell us about tiny desk. Like when I was listening to that, uh, you said that line in that song. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of history packed into that verse for sure. But yeah, I said, uh, I ain't Bieber, my story less glorious, hard to market. Introspective charisma, a car with no garage to park it. But it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that my music isn't going to be for everybody. Like, spent time is like, I feel like it's a, it's like a single that, that will pull in more people than most of my music. But most of my music is like very personal and very specific. And that's why the listeners who do connect with it connect super heavy. But it's not going to be the type of thing that, you know, 13 year old girls are going to play or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's very thought provoking music and stuff that only a certain, a small demographic of people really want or care for, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so that, that basically what I was saying in that verse was the same thing that I just told y'all about. Like, I'm not Justin Bieber. Like I'm okay with that. I'm going to occupy a different space in this industry, you know, but it's not going to be the, the, the young hip pop star, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. with that Tiny Desk, was that an audition or was that actually, are you going to be on Tiny Desk? No, that was an audition. I wish, okay. I, I wish, man, it would be sick. And honestly, man, it kind of, uh, so, so we had the audition book, we had a guitarist book. And then like three hours before the shoot, the guitarist we had, who was incredibly talented, it was like, man, I can't make it. An emergency came up. I don't, I don't know what exactly it was, but he couldn't make it. And so last minute we had to call an audible and just do it with the beat. I tried to play the guitar for it, but I'm not super skilled at playing and singing at the same time even if you listen to spent time the chord progressions just bump bump but you know what i mean so this this that guitar part in a current situation is a little bit more complex and i can't play it and sing it at the same time so we just played the beat and uh and did the audition but it it actually picked up a lot more steam like organically on my social medias and stuff than I even, than I expected. So, um, I'm hoping that we have a chance at it, but I know that a lot of them, a lot of them tiny desk submissions, bro. They, they like the one that won last year was like, 
a huge production with live harps and stuff in it. So I don't know if us not having that live guitar, if that's going to factor into their decision or not. But either way, I'm glad that that verse is, you know, doing numbers and connecting with people, even if it's not even if it's not the the tiny desk judges, at least it's connected (laughs) with somebody. You know what I mean? That's so cool that you guys audition for it because those tiny desk concerts are so badass. I love watching those things. Oh, yeah. Bro, some of them, like Mac Miller, like my favorite Mac Miller moment might be his Tiny Desk concert. You know, And I love Mac Miller's music too, but that Tiny Desk concert he did was amazing. And then I saw recently Juvenile yeah, dude, did that one that was real good. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was wild. That was sick. That was so, and Scarface did one. Now he's going on a whole tour based on that Tiny Desk uh, concert he yeah, did. Who else? Did Post Malone do it too, I think? And Bieber? Oh, I haven't yeah, yeah, seen po- that. I need yeah, to see those. It. Yeah, posted it, but... When you said Mac Miller, I I associated you and Mac Miller with that tiny desk thing. That's crazy, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, would you say he's one of your influences? Um. Oh yeah. Like when I was in, uh, from probably grades like eighth grade to tenth grade or so, that was my that like he's one of the people who really got me into rapping and and uh because I came up right at that time. I found Wiz Khalifa first, and Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller were both from Pittsburgh and had some music together. So that's how I found Mac Miller. And yeah, I went through, I went through, and then honestly, as once he got bigger, I didn't follow his career as closely, but his first two mixtapes or whatever, uh, Kids and Blue Slide yep. Park, bro, those really, I think um, they really, they hit me at a really crucial time in my development as an artist. And I think that they like, I think that really helped shape me as an artist for sure. Yeah, dude, that's dope, man. I mean, those albums are legendary and they just, they just hit hard. They hit different uh so what's next for you are you putting out albums or are you just gonna drop singles um i'm putting out a mixtape here coming up it's called best kept secret and it features just a lot of people that i've met over the years uh, a lot of the artists that i work with like on the regular in the studio because I, I, I also mix and master and produce for artists and stuff so a lot of those guys that i work with a lot but maybe haven't collaborated with they're gonna be on the project uh and that'll be coming out with us today uh may or mark uh, we're not even in March yet. I'm tripping. But yeah, <laughs> that, that'll, that'll probably come out uh, March 22nd or 29th. I'll be locking in the exact date this week. And uh, we just shot the first music video for that last night. My friend Hippie K, I met him when I performed in Wichita this past year. Uh, and he was he blew my mind. And so I got him on the tape and he drove down to Houston. And uh, last night we went out downtown, shot the first video for that. So best kept secret coming on the 22nd or 29th. And then uh, I'm working on a tour for May. That's why we we spoke a little bit before this about uh, possibly doing a date around Omaha. Um, and uh, my phone dying. All right. Um, we spoke about doing a date around Omaha. So I'm I'm working on booking the whole South and Midwest throughout May. Maybe maybe one or two dates in April, and then May, and then maybe one or two dates in uh, June. So um, yeah, trying to keep it moving, man. Trying to stay busy, especially with the momentum that spent time has. Oh, yeah. I'll say, keep it up on that social media stuff too, man. I've seen all the stuff you're posting. You're doing very well at that as well. So I've been posting for years with nobody caring. So like ever <laughs> since especially the, the past couple months, now that people are liking the post, I could do this all day. This is easy now that people care, you know? Yeah, I feel <laughs> You know what I notice about you? You're the jack of all trades, though. Like, you can make beats, you can write songs, you can sing, you can go out and uh, shoot a music video. Do you have, like, a whole team with you, or is it just you? 
Man, not really. So I, I'm not super good with video work. I do my own TikToks and stuff, but I work with a cameraman, my boy Versa J, man. He's actually a producer, which is, I met him in the craziest way. I'm in a, y'all know what FL Studio is, right? Yeah, yeah, Fruity Loop program people make beats yeah. with. So I'm in a I'm in an FL Studio group on Facebook with people from all over the world. And one day I'm in a thread and we're like discussing something. And the guy that I'm talking to, I end up clicking on his page and it says he lives in Houston, Texas. And so I hit him up and I'm like, bro, where do you live? And he's like, I live in the spring area, which is where I lived. I'm like, bro, I'm 10 minutes down the road. Like I'm in this group talking to people from like Indonesia and Canada. And, and But this dude that I was talking to just so happened to live 10 minutes down the road from me. And he came uh, to the studio I was working at at the time. And man, we just hit it off. Ever since then, he's been a real good friend of mine. Uh, he, he does a lot of IT work as well. And he helped me. He built the computer that I use for my studio right now. He built it. He just he told me what parts to get. And then he put it together for me. So I don't have a real big team. But my girl, actually, she helps with a lot of stuff that I do. She runs merch on a lot of the at a lot of the shows and stuff. But um, other than that, I get by with some help from my friends. But I try to I try to stay on top of everything. You know what I mean? I try to, I don't, you know what I mean? I like to, I like to know what's happening at least. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether it's merch or videos, I like to, with the video shoot last night, Craig shot it, but uh, all of us kind of came together and pitched in our ideas. But yeah, no, no like real team, I guess, but it's starting to form more and more the more that happens, you know, more pe there's more people that when I need something, I think, okay, who do, who should I rely on, you know, or who can I rely on? But then also when I have an opportunity that comes up, those are the same people that I'm like, all right, let's do that. Let's give that opportunity to them. Cause they've been there the last three times I needed them or whatever, you know? So I'm, I'm, the team is starting to form, but I don't have like a solid, no manager or nothing like that yet. True independent artist, like independent entrepreneur knows what he has to do, likes his hand in all the project. You don't even need to sign. I mean, everything you're doing, I feel like you are doing right. Like you hand, you have your hand involved in everything. You're the jack of all trades. You know what to do. And it's just, I feel like, like this is your year, dude. Like something, hey, something big is about to splash, man. You put so much hard work into it. And I've noticed this for years that you've just put so much effort into it. Something's got to break. Hey, thank you so much. man. And I, I have the same feeling too. So having other people who have been involved with the music industry and stuff like that, having them validate that you know and not that i not not that i seek validation in others but it is nice when when you know something in your heart you know what i mean and then somebody else with with experience in the music industry and entertainment and stuff they see it too that means a lot man so thank you to both y'all man i'm i'm happy like the fact that y'all are excited about it really does a lot for me and and builds my confidence in it too so thank y'all yeah man i'm super glad that i'm jamming to mc gringo now that's for sure my dog, yeah, I love the energy. I would say you are the most energetic guest we've ever had, yeah, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's because of this coffee, man. It's because of this <laughs> it's, uh, Ni Nicaraguan coffee. That's what it is, man. It's that stuff that's, that's real. Secret. We about need to get bumps. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. For real. And I just left the gym. Like I said before this, uh, I left the gym and, and then you had texted me. I'm like, all right, we're on right now. So I quick, man, I, I made my coffee, put my hat on. I'm like, all right, let's get this interview, <laughs> man. So that's probably the other reason I'm super hyped right now. Nah, we appreciate it, man. Hell we like yeah, the man. energy for sure. We're not used to it. So we appreciate it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So tour mixtape coming out. What else, what else can we expect from you? Should we follow? What are all the socials where everybody can follow you and see all of your songs? 
So it's going to be at Gringo DMC pretty much everywhere. The TikTok is at Still Gringo. But if you just search, if you just search Gringo DMC on any platform, it'll, uh, it'll bring you to everything that I, that I've done pretty much. And, um, yeah, I got, I'm trying to think of what else I can announce right now. Uh, got some big collabs on the way. I got another song. So uh, I don't know if y'all have heard Gulf Coast State of Mind, but I did a song called Gulf Coast State of Mind that was executive produced by Baby Bash uh, with my homies in a reggae band called Audic Empire. It did really well. And the lead singer of Audic Empire uh, is working on some solo music. And I'm me and him got a song together that's, again, executive produced by Baby Bash. And it's going to be it's going to be like a Texas anthem. I really I really told my story of coming from Nebraska to Texas and I name dropped all of these, you know, little communities that never get love in the rap songs and stuff. And so uh, that's going to be a big deal when that drops. And um yeah, man. Other than that, just shows and new music. After the tape drop, after uh, Best Kept Secret drops, I'm going to start unloading all these acoustic songs. And some of them, I believe, are better than Spent Time. So, or at least as good, you know? So I think um, as crazy as this year's been already, I think this is just the start of it. Well, if you if we get you landed up here in Omaha, I'll be there. I'll come check you out for sure, dude. And I, 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 I oh, feel hell like yeah. I've seen there. you perform yeah. before, to be honest with you. I feel like I have. I've done a lot of shows. Have you been doing any showcases that only had 20 people in the crowd? Because if so, you've probably seen me, dog. I, I've been on you've those probably before, seen me. so yeah. Okay. We might have performed have, together man. then. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's possible. So that's wild. But yeah, if you come through, I'll definitely come check it out, man, for sure. Oh, man, that's love, man. I appreciate it. And I'll be, I'll be looking for, for, for y'all's podcast more and stuff, too, man. I like, I like y'all's vibe, and I'll be interested to hear y'all interview other artists even, man, because y'all got a good format. You make it easy to talk. You ask good questions. So thank, thank y'all. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. All right, the dream artist, who do you want to collab with the most? Who would you say, like, if I could pick one artist, who are you picking? Man, honestly, like my two favorite rappers of all time are both dead. It's Nipsey Hussle and Baby—I uh, almost said Baby Bash, but uh, it's Nipsey Hussle and Mac Miller. Baby Bash is another great rapper, but I've already got to collab with him. Let me think. Um, they're all dead, man. Prince, Post Malone, Post Malone would be pretty sick. Um, Eminem, but I feel like that's a really basic answer. Um, man, hold on, let me think. Let me think. Oh, damn, man. This is too hard. Okay, hold on. It's not... Okay, I got who it is, but it's not necessarily an artist, but it would be Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. I would love That'd to work cool with to Rick Rubin. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he is an artist. I can't sit here and be like, Rick Rubin's not an artist, but he's not like the traditional sense of the yeah, word artist, right. you know? like. But yeah, I Rick think Rubin. He could, dude, he would get so much creativity out of you. He just knows how to pick so many people's brains. I mean, you think about like all of the artists that he's worked with and oh, what bro. he's been able to get out of them. I mean, I bet he could just nick and squeeze <laughs> and get all that creative juice out of your body, dude, and just, just shit it out. It would be insane. Well, how do you how do you take artists like how do you take Jay-Z and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Rick Rubin arguably pulled the best work either one of those artists have ever done out of them and they're completely opposite style you know like there's nothing in common between the red hot chili peppers and jay-z but somehow rick rubin pulled arguably their greatest work out of both of them you know what i mean that's insane you can see what's not there man that's rick rubin yeah oh yeah 
for sure. So, yep. yeah, that's my that's my dream collab. That's dope. Dope pick. Well, MC Gringo, thank you so much for taking the time with us, man. I'm glad we could catch up. I was so excited to talk to you, like, in person and get to know you a little bit better. And we're going to keep following you, bro. Hey, the pleasure is all mine. Thank y'all. DT Spicoli, much love, Thanks, man. man. Thanks for Hey, and if, if y'all ever want me again when the next album's dropping or something, I'll be, I'd will be i love to come on here and talk to y'all about that, you too. You have an open invitation, sir. Oh, much love. Thank y'all. Thank y'all.